This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. You're listening to The Game Changers, a podcast that highlights the success of female athletes across Northwest Arkansas and beyond. Here's your host, Ethan Westerman of the Hog Sports Network. Everyone, welcome into the Game Changers podcast. Today is Friday, January 26th, and the Arkansas women's basketball team picked up an important win last night at home against Kentucky. Uh, The Razorbacks were down. The SEC's top scorer in Talia Scott and the SEC's top rebounder in Sailor Poffenbarger, yet they found a way to beat the Wildcats 88-61 just a few weeks after losing at Kentucky. I'm your host, Ethan Westerman. want to thank you for tuning in and, uh, We'll dig a lot more into that Arkansas win here later on in the show. Uh, but first, let's catch up on just some happenings across the Razorback women's sports landscape. Uh, gymnastics is off to an incredible start. Uh, the Razorbacks are fresh off posting a score of 197.525 on the road at number 3 Alabama, which was the highest score in program history. Uh, Arkansas had its best score on the vault with a 49.425 and did not score below a 49.30 on any of its events. Uh, they tied Alabama down there, really kind of sent a message that um, their their great opening uh, meet against Georgia wasn't any fluke. Um, Arkansas is ranked number four in the nation and hosts number 13 Auburn tonight uh, at 645 on SEC Network+. Plus. Uh, swim and dive defeated Vanderbilt 151 to 103 this past week and is six and two on the season. Uh, women's tennis defeated Bradley twice last Saturday and they'll begin play at the ITA kickoff weekend actually today against Purdue. They'll play again tomorrow against either Michigan or Utah. Uh, women's track and field has the Razorback Invitational this weekend at the Tyson Center, so great opportunity to go out and watch them compete. And then lastly, uh, the countdown to softball is officially on. Uh, we're 13 days away from their season opener in Boca Raton, Florida against Marshall. Uh, we have some softball coverage live on wholehogsports.com, so make sure to check that out before the season starts. Uh, we're going to cut to a break really quick, and when, when we come back, we'll talk a lot more about that women's basketball win yesterday. Uh, you're listening to the Game Changers podcast. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! Like we said, Arkansas women's basketball team got a very important win last night, 88-61 against Kentucky. It was a win they really needed. Uh, There's just a really critical stretch of games coming up, all winnable games when you look at the schedule. And they had already lost to Kentucky um, just earlier in the month in the SEC opener. Uh, Kentucky right now, uh, they actually in league play aren't at the bottom of the SEC, but if you check out the metrics from what they did in the non-conference, if you look at the net rankings, they're at the, they're at the basement of the SEC. So Arkansas really didn't need to lose to them you know, twice in the season. And it was critically important yesterday, especially uh, whenever you walk into the gym and you find out that the Razorbacks are down to Leah Scott and Sailor Poffenbarger. It seemed like, oh, no, this this could really be you know maybe a nightmare situation for Arkansas. Um, 
really couldn't afford to lose, and now you're down them and could, didn't beat this team earlier in the year. You just there were a lot of question marks, but Arkansas completely um, proved everybody that they they'd be okay. Uh, it was really a hot start that got things going. Arkansas goes ahead eighteen nothing. Um, Michaela Daniels, the fifth year guard who has been just a mainstay in the starting lineup since her freshman year, which it's wild. She is an athlete who goes back to before COVID was a thing. I mean, her first game of uh, college basketball was, uh, it came in the the fall of 2019. So it was before the pandemic hit. She's one of the rare few athletes that are still playing who, um, you know, experienced uh, being a student athlete before COVID was a thing. She's been through so much through her Arkansas career, played with just a ton of teammates, um, but she was really important last night. She she showed that veteran, I've been through it mentality, um, you know, with Arkansas facing some adversity, and she got them off to that hot start. She had 14 points in the first quarter, uh, well on her way to a game-high 22 points. Uh, after the game, she talked a little bit about kind of the ownership that she took of just making sure things went right. Listen to this clip. I think it's just kind of something that's, like, unspoken. Like, me and Abe don't ever have a conversation It's kind of like, I just know that's what I have to do in order for us to, like, just get off to a good start. That was a big emphasis um, because in the SC we have not gone off to good starts, and tonight that was our main goal, to get off to a good start. And I think we did that. And so now the goal is to let that carry out throughout the whole game, try to make the game as perfect as possible. And Arkansas really controlled the game the rest of the way out. Uh, all five players were in double-figure scoring. Uh, most impressive was sophomore Carly Johnson, who started for the first time in her career. Uh, she had 14 points and six rebounds in 36 minutes. She, this is a player who entered the game averaging nine minutes. And for most of her Arkansas career, she's only seen the floor if the team's been up really big. Um, but she got the start in place of um, Poffenbarger being out. Carly Keats has already been in the lineup uh, since Talia Scott went out. So she she kind of already proved that she could rise to the occasion. But it left a big question mark with Poffenbarger out of, you know, who can step up? Carly Johnson certainly did. Uh Mike Neighbors beamed with pride about uh, Carly after the game. He went on to talk about how she's been just right on the cusp of getting to play. Uh, here's what he had to say. You know, we knew uh, Sailor wasn't going to practice, and we got Carly in there. When we played in Kentucky, we knew it was going to be a four-guard lineup, so we got Carly in there, and I think our kids just really did an amazing job pumping her up, telling her how she could impact the game. And here's the thing, like, she's been really good in practice. I mean, we tend to only play seven or eight, and she's always been that next kid. Obviously, despite getting a win, there's still you know a lot of concern whenever you're down your top rebounder and scorer and Talia Scott and Sailor Poffenbarger. You're, there's still a lot of concern, like when are you going to get them back? Uh, Talia Scott returned to practice this week. Mike Neighbors let us know that on Tuesday. Uh, she didn't go through much contact stuff we learned last night. Um, she's just now getting back into contact. Um, but she, you know, her return could maybe come – we don't really know. It could come Sunday at Missouri. It could come next week uh, in their midweek game. But uh, it seems like that's trending in the right direction. That would be a big shot in the arm for Arkansas if they can get her back. Uh, Sailor Poffenbarger, she's played in pain all season. Anybody who's watched the team uh, to this point knows that she's played a lot of games and had really big performances while playing through pain. Um, she's a super tough player, but it sounds like, you know, maybe just yesterday her pain tolerance just couldn't handle it. Um she wore a preventative boot around her right foot, um, helped out with warm-ups before the game, but it, it became clear before tip-off, like, she probably wasn't going to play as she wasn't in uniform. Um, but she's a player who, you know, you expect that the, the moment her pain tolerance is to where she can handle playing, she's going to. Um, I asked Mike Neighbors to kind of update their statuses a little bit after the game. This is what he had to say. 
Talia will be back, I think, tomorrow. I'll have to double-check it. I think tomorrow in contact. She's been going two days without contact, so any shooting drills we did, um, you know. But there's still a ramp-up period. I'm not hopeful for Sunday, but we'll start to look forward there. The, the plan with Sailor will be to play as tolerated. Uh, she just couldn't tolerate it today. Uh, I made an error um, in trying to let her play at LSU. I should have not and rested her baby down there. But looking back at it, in hindsight, everything happens probably for a reason. But we learn, you know, Sailor's just one of those kids that's never going to tell you she's hurt. So I have to do a really good job of monitoring whether she's injured or whether she's hurt. And it was a really important, uh, you know, win for the team because, number one, like I said, at a very important stretch of games coming up, number two, couldn't afford to have, you know, another loss to Kentucky on your resume, really, for the NCAA tournament. That would have kind of been a killer um, and you know what you kind of worried about with this team, just like secondly to just the adversity they were facing with some players out, um, was they have not been good at getting like off to hot starts. It's killed them in a few games. Uh, they actually recovered against Alabama. They fell down 12 to two on the road and came back and won that game handily. But if how was, if it wasn't for a slow start, who knows how much they would have won that game by Mississippi state at home. They fell behind 10, nothing. Um, they responded from that as well and actually took a lead in the fourth quarter but ended up losing by three. Once again, had they not gotten off to a hot start, um, you know, they probably would have won that game. Um, and then at LSU this past Sunday, uh, in front of just a packed crowd down there in Baton Rouge, they fell behind 18 nothing. And against the defending national champions who have so much talent, you just cannot afford to do that. They never recovered from that Um bad start I mean they actually they kind of did they pulled within 25-16 by the end of the first quarter which felt like a win considering they've been down 18 that they shrunk it to nine but that that first stanza of the game just absolutely set the tone and might have just from a morale standpoint into the game you know less than five minutes into it um, so last night was very important for them not only to win but to take such a big lead early in the game like I said got up 18 nothing uh, really early on Michaela Daniels was instrumental in that um, and it was kind of ironic that they they fell behind at LSU 18 nothing, and then they bounced back and took a lead over Kentucky 18 nothing. Um, I asked Mike Neighbors to maybe talk a little bit about you know what changed, um, you know what what he might think of might would have thought got him off to that hot start against Kentucky, and this is what he had to say. We changed everything in warmups, so I don't know. I don't know that had anything to do with it. But we changed what we did at shoot-around. We changed what time we stretched. We changed when we shot. We changed what time we went to the locker room. We, changed, we walked at the very beginning of the game rather than at halftime. We talked. I, I pulled Max, Sam, and, and um, Sailor in and, and just got some feedback from them and, and felt like maybe we were leaving some of our legs in warm-ups. And when you're down to eight kids, you don't have to really warm up much. You know, was that an amen from you, Dorita? Uh, you don't have to do much. So we cut it back. I, I put everybody's coaches, we got out there. We were a little bit more involved in it. Um, so I'm, again, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to say that had anything to do with it, but I also don't think it had nothing to do with it. I, I think we looked fresher. And yeah, it is ironic that it was 18, both of them were 18. I didn't realize that. I usually don't try to look at the score if we're playing well. If we're not playing well, I do. And whether we, but like if we're playing well, I didn't realize that's what the score was. Like I, when we, whenever they scored their first basket, I can't. I reacted, and Todd went, "Hey, you know that's their first basket." And I was like, "Never mind." You know, I was, I was, I was more locked in. I think we were all fresher. Uh, we had two really good days.
Also last night, it was Arkansas's We Back Pat game. Um, and in case you're unfamiliar with what that is, I'll read verbatim from what the SEC sent out to media members about what that game is, which um, all 14 SEC teams participate in. And they released the We Back Pat Week as a week-long initiative focused on bringing awareness and recognition to the Pat Summit Foundation, a fund of the East Tennessee Foundation, and its fight against Alzheimer's disease. SEC member institutions will support the Pat Summit Foundation during their home basketball games starting January 18th, and during the women's game slated for the week, various efforts will be made to increase awareness of the Pat Summit Foundation. So it's just a big week um, in the fight against Alzheimer's, um, honoring the, the legendary coach, uh, Pat Summit, who coached at Tennessee. Um, it was Arkansas's game last night for that against Kentucky, and uh, after the game, Mike Neighbors was actually asked if he had any Pat Summit stories, and I thought this was just too good to not share. So uh, take a listen to this story from Mike Neighbors. Do you have any uh, Pat Summit story or just kind of a statement? I have only one, and it was right here in this gym. I was the director of basketball ops, and this was back in the day before we had emails and cell, and cell phones and all that where you could text message, and I was in charge of shoot-arounds. And um, we were playing Tennessee at home, and – I was over here getting ready for them to come in at 6 o'clock. And it was about 10 to 5. And I start to go out to my car, and I look, and their bus is pulling up, and she's walking down the tunnel with the team. And I look at the watch, and I'm like, hour and 10 minutes early, which most days wouldn't be a problem, but Nolan Richardson was still practicing. Okay? And he wasn't going to get off the floor for Pat Summit. I don't care how many games she'd won. So I immediately met him and said, hey, coach, I can, how y'all doing? Welcome. I'm going to get you to your locker room. Y'all are here a little bit early. She goes, no, we're, we're about five minutes early, but we'll stay back here. And were they about done? I said, no, they got another hour because y'all don't go on till six. And she immediately looked at her director of ops, who I would go on to work with later at another job. And we tell this story quite a bit. And at that point in time, I start sweating way worse than I'm sweating now because I'm worried that I had given them the wrong time. And I'm going to have to try to, negotiate a Nolan Richardson Pat Summit standoff and I was not really so I had to drive this was when our offices were still in um, Barnhill so I had to get my Jeep and drive over there and I'm sweating just praying that that fax I had sent said six o'clock and it did and when I drove back over and I showed her they had forgot to make a time change time zone change with between the five and the six o'clock so she said you know what no problem. Thank you for being right. We'll be on this bus. Would you come get us if Coach Richardson's got off real soon? And from that point on, every now and then she would see me on the road and say, you were the guy that got the, the shoot-around time right. And so that's all I really have. But as far as what she did for our game, I, I've said it in other times before that, you know, I, I would not have probably fallen in love with women's basketball if not for watching some of her teams. Uh, but, you know, the way that she went about doing what she did and then, uh, you know, being around her just a little bit. I never had very many encounters with her, but she was always super nice. Um, and I saw how she treated people, and I always remember how she treated me. And like always, each week on the Game Changers podcast, we name a Game Changer of the Week uh, to highlight just someone who's making a difference on their team and the community, whatever it might be, just uh, somebody who fits that role of being a Game Changer. And we mentioned her a lot uh, during the show, but Carly Johnson, the sophomore on Arkansas women's basketball team, got just thrown into – a really tough situation uh, starting last night. And that's not an easy situation to go into as someone who's, you know, never started a career, like game in their career, and it's really a must-win game. 
Um, but she excelled in it. Uh, 14 points, six rebounds. Um, she looked like someone who's gotten a lot of minutes all of her career. Um, this is what she had to say last night about getting a big round of applause when she checked into the game. I thought this was cool. It was amazing. Uh, I feel like I haven't had that moment yet in college, and I think tonight it finally happened. And my coaches and my teammates and my family all being here is it's really special. Are you about to cry? And at the end of that clip, that was actually Michaela Daniels looking over to her and saying, you're going to make me cry. So uh, her teammates were all super happy for her, super proud. Uh, that's good to always see whenever – um, you know, it's just a sign of a well-connected team that your veteran player is just super happy for a younger player who got thrown into the mix and really excelled in it. Um, the Razorbacks, they are 15-6 and six in the SEC, uh, or 15-6 and six overall, 3-3 three and three in the SEC. Big, important stretch of games, but you have to like right now uh, what you see from that team with a lot of fight, um, a lot of grit. You know, it's kind of uh, mentioned it on the basketball podcast in Mid-America yesterday. It can be exhausting. I mean, just to watch a, so often with the men's team this year, it's just been kind of frustrating to see maybe lack of effort a lot of times. Um, maybe a lot of those things that are, you know, you, you just at least want to see from your team at bare minimum. It's been refreshing, honestly, this women's team, watching them afterwards because they just show a ton of fight every single game, um, you know, even whenever things aren't going their way. So uh, really hats off to them. We'll see what they can do for the rest of their year. But as for now, I'm Ethan Westerman. I want to thank you for listening in again to the Game Changers podcast.